We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Garage Beers at the CBJ today. Uh, what an event that we are having. What a great time. And as you can see, Shad and I here are joined by an incredible special guest, a former guest of the podcast, uh, former Blue Jackets player, current Valley uh, sports analyst, Jean-Luc Rampierre. Jean-Luc, hey, thanks for taking a minute. Come up and see us. Oh, no. Thanks for you guys driving all the way here to Columbus to see me. I dude, appreciate it. Dude, or should we say real estate mogul? I swear to God, if you keep selling the houses you post on Facebook, you're going to be doing Jackets games remote from, like, the Maldives or something. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could, but, uh, no, it's been it's been a great gig for me, honestly. I've been doing it for uh, 13 years now that I've been licensed, wow. so it's uh, it just keeps getting better and better every year. So yeah. Like, look at the suit. Look at the suit. Brian, Brian's, Brian's going to be like, oh, let's go to live to Jean-Luc on his catamaran in the South That's Pacific. Right. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> That'd be fun. Right. Yeah, we came down. Your wife's from Cleveland, right? Correct. So, yeah, uh, made the drive down today. And uh, uh, so how's the golf game been? That's my first question. He's talking about real estate. I want to know how golf's been. Well, I played two rounds already this year. So I was on the golf course yesterday and the day before. So my wife knows if it's nice out, I disappear. So I had the chance to play. Well, I had nine holes each time. But the game is coming along okay. It's not great. I haven't putt yet because the greens are not even open, so they get the pin in front. Yeah. But it's just nice to get out there and walk the course. Oh, oh, oh! So do you give yourself gimmies easily? <laughs> well, there's plenty of gimmies because literally I'm not putting. Yeah, exactly. Sitting <laughs> near the cup, pick it up, walk to the next one. Yeah, we're calling that one good. That's, yeah. That one's fine. That was good. It's all par golf right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how you said you've done it twice this year, yeah. and then you listed the last two days. Just now you're on a roll. Now we're on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now this is a streak. We're on pace. Uh, I've been doing the uh, the uh, simulators. You ever yeah, do the yeah. simulators? You know what? I have, so a bunch of my clients happen to install simulators in their theaters or basement and stuff like that, and they keep inviting me, but I have not done it yet. I've done it before, like in the past, but this year I did not do any simulators. Ah, man. <laughs> I, I always have trouble with those, like, because when you putt into the simulator, you just can't get the how hard you should putt into exactly. them right, and then it just goes past it. I, I don't know. Same thing. Give me all right, so like, let's talk a little bit of hockey. Let's talk a little bit of hockey. Uh, obviously, we're coming up here for the Blue Jackets trade deadline coming up. Uh, the season's been, it's been kind of fun. They went through, they started great, right? Yeah. It was a great start to the season. They went through that lull where it felt like they were getting hammered, like nine to one. Like, they, it felt like they played the Florida Panthers 17 straight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just getting crushed every time. Uh, and then the, recently, they've kind of figured it out. Now, the goaltending has been 
trying to figure it out. And, and, and uh, you know, the last game was a little bit more rough, uh, but the Jets have been pretty fun lately. Uh, you know, just kind of your impressions of how they've been playing lately. It's been fun all season long, really. Yeah. Right? Because strong start, like you said, and then even when they were losing, you know, it was 7-6 and 8-6. Yeah. And <laughs> as a coach, as a former defenseman, as a beer league goalie, I hate <laughs> right? I don't enjoy the high scores, yeah. right? But as an analyst and having to cover the games and seeing the excitement in the crowd, I'll take that any day before before losing 2-1. to one. I'd rather see you lose 7-6 than 2-1. to one. And the one thing the Blue Jackets have impressed me with this year is like the amount of goals that they've been able to score. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we came into the season thinking this is going to be a strong defensive team, good goaltending, and then I think the goaltending has been below average or what they expected to be. But the goal output offensively has been great. So it's been fun. Yes, the result, you want to see them win more than lose. Sure. But at least it's been a lot of exciting games. Yeah, now we talked about, you know, Mike just mentioned the trade deadline. And we've talked about it on the show before. They're kind of in a weird spot because they're not necessarily a playoff team, but they're not bad enough to, to sell the farm and go for prospects. So I don't know if, if GM Jean-Luc Grandpierre right now, what, what, where do you go from here as far as do you, just, do you just kind of keep status quo and wait for those prospects to come up? Or is there a deal out there that you think can be made? I mean, there's always deals that can be made. Sure. It's all depending on what is it going to cost you. For me, I always look at UFAs, right? So this mm -hmm. year would be Corpusalo, Dean Kukin, and Max Domi, okay. right? They're gonna be on a restricted free agent. So basically at the end of the year, they can walk away, go anywhere. Yeah. To me, if you're not a playoff team, you have to seriously consider moving these guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if one, two, or all three of them are gone. And then you get some kind of assets, whether it's a draft pick, uh, you know, a minor leaguer or like a legit NHL player because some teams are willing to, you know, let go of a younger guy to have some experience if they want to pick up a Domi or a deaf guy like uh, Dean Kuka. But it's really quiet. You hear around the league about all the, the trades and you don't hear Columbus enough. And Yarmo being Yarmo, you know, nobody saw the Brandon Saad for, uh, for Panarin sure. trade. Yes. Sure. Nobody really saw Dubois for Lyon coming. You know, we Cam. knew Dubois was going, but no, you know, the Cam for Voracek, it, it's always silent. So, you know, I walk by Yarmo's office on my way here and try to peek in there, but his blinds are all closed. Oh, yeah. So, he's you know, the there's something brewing. Is he on the phone? He's on the phone. He's on the phone. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> so, uh, I would not be surprised. He likes to swing for the fences, so I would not be surprised that, you know, it's quite quiet, and then all of a sudden, boom, you'll see the headline, Columbus Street, this guy for, like, this package or whatever. So yeah. always keep, uh, you know, your hopes up with the Armo because uh, when it's too quiet like that, it means something big's probably going to happen. Kind of makes it, I mean, when you think of, like, Columbus, you know, people obviously know there's all the talk about Columbus not really a hockey town, a mid-market, but... That's kind of the perfect GM for a market like this, isn't it? It really is because, you know, I think a, a lot of eyes and ears are away from Columbus directly as far as, like, insiders and all these guys that talk to the GM. And Yarmo likes to keep to himself. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a great strength. He's not a GM that's going to put names out there just to, to stir the pot. He stays really quiet and then makes the phone calls and then, boom, next thing you know, it's like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I'm sure Chad has something ridiculous for us to end on, but my last thing... <laughs> I'm the funny guy. I'm the funny guy. You're the funny guy. You're always. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna have to think of something. So this better be a long question. You told me something that you were gonna talk about. Uh, 
you were talking about something. You were talking about kind of the fun of the season all year round, and as a guy that was that's been around NHL locker rooms for a long time, what's this season mean for these young guys? Because I think one of the things that we came into this season wondering is how is Cole Sillinger going to adjust at 18 years old? How's how's Chinikov going to adjust? We've seen some of these other guys come up. We had we had Jake Christensen on the podcast uh, just a couple weeks ago after he scored his first goal, and he's kind of you know back and forth from Cleveland to Columbus, but having an entire season where these guys. They haven't just like hung on for dear life. Uh, these guys have really played really well for maybe what we all expected. So what does right. having a full season mean for these guys moving forward? Well, the experience is invaluable, obviously. To be able to have them in, the, in an environment where they're young, they're at the NHL level, they're getting valuable minutes, and on top of it, you're not tanking. Yeah. Because... You know, yes. you see some teams that have all these young 20, 22-year-old, and they're like, you know, 10 and 72. <laughs> right. And it's sure. like, sure. yeah, they're at the NHL level. They're learning the grind, but they're losing their confidence, their fun for the yeah. game. To be in a, in a season where you're realistically 50-50, right? 50%. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a great thing for Chinnikov, a great thing for Sillinger. And I think Christensen, his time is coming soon. I like the approach with him get him to play some big minutes in Cleveland, and you know he's going to be NHL ready. If it's not next season, it's the one after. So I don't have a problem with that, uh, especially in the environment that these guys are able to grow in. Well, it's going to be exciting for, for the guys that are playing in college, like Ken Johnson right now. It's going to be yeah. exciting for a guy like that thinking, hey, you know what? When it's my time next year, this team is not afraid to bring me in and put me out on the ice. Exactly. And sometimes as a young guy, you come in and everybody wants to win, of course. But, you know, if a Cole Sillinger comes in to Tampa or to Florida this year, he's in the minors. Yes. He's yeah. in the minors because at the NHL level, his you know, minutes are going to be like three, four minutes a game. Mm -hmm. Why even have him there? Being in Columbus, you get bigger minutes, obviously, but you're still not the number one center where you're yeah. being exposed and your confidence yeah. is crushed. I was giving Jake the business, but on our interview, I said, what's life like for a guy that can go up or down at any moment? Because I was like, is your apartment fully furnished? Like, well, you totally insulted his apartment. Like, you live totally like, insulted I'm like, oh my God, why did I say that? The ladies are watching this, Jack. I know, I know. All right, so, I mean, I guess with something a little goofy that Mike was talking about, I just remember what, last time we had you on, you said, uh, Mentioned something about how you have a pair of Muhammad Ali shorts. Correct. And you're, <laughs> and you're so, uh, I mean, again, what? Big, time, big time real estate guy. Are, 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 you, are you coming up with any more memorabilia? Did you actually buy a race car yet? I did not buy a race car. Because <laughs> I know you're big into racing with your son. Well, yeah, I watched Formula One, so we're recording this on Saturday. So obviously it's qualifying. Yes. The qualifying F1 season is starting. So my son and I, we, I don't, have you ever heard of Fanatec? Yeah. So if you're into racing, you know, yeah. Fanatec, so they do all the simulators for the race car yes. drivers. So my son and I, we both have a setup now, set up in one of our bedrooms upstairs. So we call it the racing room now. So we're legit, like, all in on, on, on yes. the Wait, are you? I did not buy a race car, but we have two simulators. You're in each of, like, it's in each of your bedrooms. So you're no, not no, in the same room? we're right room? next to each other. Oh, okay. We got the chairs, the TVs, everything set up. And, like, get uh, over yeah, here, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you reach over, you just turn the steering wheel and crash into the wall. Oh, no, it's too intense, but yeah, it's really fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, gentlemen from here, you've got business to do today. You've got to get on screen for Valley Sports. We really appreciate you jumping up here, joining us, uh, reconnecting with us, and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you down the line. All right, thank you, guys.
All right, back again here. Again, it's the Garage Beers Podcast and the Columbus Blue Jackets Day uh, on this beautiful March rainy Saturday. Uh, but the, Blue, uh, the, the Garage Beers Podcast has taken over here at Nationwide, and we are very excited now to be joined by another special guest from the broadcast side of things. You know him. You're going to know his voice. He calls all the exciting action for Valley Sports uh, uh, on the TV side of things. It is Jeff Ringer. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. The voice just goosebumps right it's, there. It just was oh, right there. Just, yeah, you I, guys are too kind. I have to close my eyes, and I, I just know it's a Blue Jacket game if I hear that voice. <laughs> I don't know. Chad was doing some pretty good uh, impressions of some of his favorite calls. Oh, I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously, everybody imitates the Rick Nash goal from right. <laughs> from Arizona. But uh, you know, I, I guess I wanted to start off, uh, uh, Jeff. Here, you know, you you started here two thousand five, two thousand six, right? Uh, and so, I mean, you've seen a lot of Blue Jackets hockey, and like it seems like every. Uh, Blue Jacket hockey team is, you know, different from year to year to year. How does this team compare to teams that you've seen in the past? Well, uh, if you're talking about earlier on in my career, uh, for me, uh, these guys really like each other. And I think it really comes through on the ice. And uh, in those early years, uh, obviously, was a little difficult. Uh, I certainly enjoyed the years with Nick Foligno and uh, Brandon Dubinsky, the year that uh, the Blue Jackets finally made the Stanley Cup playoffs. That was terrific. I thought this building was going to come down when the Jackets won their first playoff game. Of course, it was Foligno, uh, to, uh, actually uh, Dubinsky uh, tied the score, and then Foligno got the game-winning goal. Uh, so, again, this team right now, all right, and they're being built for the future. Yet, I think they've exceeded all expectations this season, and I really believe that they're coming together as, as a group, and uh, I, I think better days are ahead. In fact, they've exceeded expectations to the point up until this last game, they were still very much in the playoff hunt. It's going to be difficult now. Washington, as we sit here, is 15 points ahead. Uh, Jackets have a game in hand, but I'm telling you, in, uh, in the not-too-distant future, as early as next year, this team is going to be knocking on the door, not only for a playoff spot, but we want to see them advance throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, and, and you talked about that, and, and I don't think, I think if you would have told any of us before this season started, especially coming in, some of the moves that got made, uh, they brought in some young talent, but you had 18-year-olds that were going to be making this roster. If you would have told any of us that this Blue Jackets team was going to be sitting in the ninth spot in the conference, just knocking on the door, basically, of the playoffs, I, I don't know that anybody would have believed no, that. Nobody expected it, including people within the organization, management, yeah. etc. But I think we have to give some of the credit to Brad Larson. I mean, Brad's a first-year head coach in the National Hockey League, formerly coached there in Cleveland with yes, the Monsters, sure, sure. and he's just done a terrific job. And I really believe he should get some of the credit for the development of some of the younger players. Now, we only have a short time with you here, Jeff, so I do want to ask you about something. A little birdie informed us that you used to have a syndicated radio show with Mr. Davidson. Yeah. What, uh, what is that story? <laughs> well, uh, I was in Florida with the Panthers, okay. and uh, J.D. was still broadcasting for the New York Rangers. John and I go back to high school. Uh, I moved out west from Toronto, where I was born, to Calgary, walked into homeroom in the 10th grade. First guy I met was John Davidson. We've been great friends ever since. That is amazing. And taking it a step further, John was an outstanding goaltender. And, of course, he was the highest, when he was drafted in the National Hockey League, he was the highest player drafted at his time. And uh, we obviously had a love for hockey. I wanted to be a hockey player. I wasn't good enough. In fact, John, uh, to his credit, 
uh, inviting me to come out and try out for the AAA program. I'm the first player in the history of AAA hockey to be cut before practice. <laughs> of course, you guys are laughing now. You should have seen John Davidson that day. He was bent over and banging the goal stick. Fast forward, we're both in the National Hockey League. Uh, my background is both radio and television. I went to John and I said, hey, I'd love to do a national radio show from coast to coast. We had 125 stations wow. that were with us in Canada and the U.S. We did it Sunday night. Many of those Sunday nights, John Davidson had a game with the Rangers. He'd race home. He'd hook up his uh, system then, and he was one of the first to have one of those radio systems where you actually could do a, a remote broadcast. Yes. Uh, the show was syndicated out of Florida. Uh, we had uh, a number of sponsors, my son, actually uh, produced the show. Uh, he's got a radio background as well. Worked Fox Sports Radio in LA at one point. Oh, cool. But anyway, we were on uh, 125 stations, both in Canada and the US, and we enjoyed it immensely. We got the biggest names on in sports. It was called Inside the NHL, and we did that for a couple of years. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish with one question. You talked about you know the house coming down here at Nationwide Arena uh, when they made the playoffs. We're, right. we're talking here tonight. We got the Blues in town, and it is a sold-out crowd from the broadcast point of view. And Chad and I have spent a little time on the broadcast, but never something uh, as big you as this. you got a good voice for, for radio. Yeah. Tell you. I appreciate and that. A and a face for radio. Thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Thank you, you for that. That's you. Well, that's, my wife you, said that. You don't, have, you don't have to say it, Jeff. I'll say it. That's what my wife says all the time. It's fine. Uh, so in the broadcast booth, when you've got a buzz like we're going to have tonight, it is a sold-out crowd tonight. Uh, and, and people are just, like you said, kind of just excited about this Jackets team. Maybe not for this year, but moving forward. Uh, These fans you, are the best. Does it get your energy up? Does it get your energy up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You listen to those fans, and they're in it from the opening faceoff. These crowds that the Jackets have had this season. And, again, we're talking about a team that was not expected much from. The fans are in it, and they'll be in it again tonight. St. Louis's arrival. Remember, we were in the yeah. Western Conference at one point, yes. and, and we had many a battle there with the, with the Blues. They're fighting for where they are going to be seated in the Western Conference. So, yeah. They'll be ready, but I tell you right now, the Blue Jackets will be ready as well. You hear that voice. That's Jeff Reamer, the voice of the Blue Jackets. Check them out on TV. Make sure you catch all the games. But, Jeff, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. Thank you guys us. for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Garage Beers, CBJ, the day continues here at Nationwide Arena. Uh, and we are really excited to be joined by yet another special guest. Uh, you, you, you should know his face, but you're definitely going to know his voice, radio voice of the Blue Jackets, Bob McElligot. Bob, thank you for joining us. I feel like I'm in a competition today with that voice you've got going on here. Yeah, you are. And I don't know, it's neck and neck right now. I'll just, you guys, yeah, you, you don't see your way out. <laughs> so Bob, how's life since we saw you last on the Garage Beers podcast? Yeah, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, right? That was uh, a couple of months, yeah. was it? Was it? Was it? It was I'll January. It was January, yeah. Was it January? January? I'll tell you, well. See, when you play a lot of games in a short period of time, it feels like it was yesterday, you know what I mean? For me, it's when you have a few garage beers and kick your way a couple of months way, forward. What is, like, where, where are they? You're, you're going to talk to everybody. I, you know what? We, we thought about dragging a cooler full of uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, partner beers, partner beers yeah. through here, but then we thought that might not be a good look. Marcus, where's the cannon blast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because be then I need to be really good in the first period or passed out by the first period. Either way. That's a positive. Some people might think that's pretty good anyway. That's no one, hey, no one would know the difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a net positive either way. <laughs> no, everything's good, though. Everything's good. I mean, it's, um, you know, this uh, this season has been, I think it's been better than a lot of people expected. I think even people in this office, it's been a little bit better than they've expected. Uh, no question about it. So it's uh, really no complaints. I mean, 
Uh, still got 20 games left to play. Never know what can happen. I know everybody always looks at the standings and they say, oh, this is, you know, you didn't win this game, so this is over. You didn't win that game, that's over. But, I mean, you know, you play them all and you see what happens when it's all said and done. So, obviously, they went through, you know, that bad stretch. But it seems, I mean, well, it doesn't seem. Obviously, they've proven it. It seems like they've figured something out. What has changed uh, for this team from that bad streak and, and resulting into more wins? Figured out how to play team defense a little bit more consistently. Not not better so much, but just more consistently. Just, you know, being being yourself every night, doing the things that you have to do every night, not just every third night or every fourth night. Uh, and again, with the youth on this team, it was going to take time for them to learn that. And it's not just the defensemen, it's the forwards and the way that they play too. But they've been really, uh, they've been a lot better with that. They've been a lot tighter and they're hard to play against. And that's a compliment in this league. Uh, when other teams say, I hate to play against that team, they're hard to play against. They don't they don't let anything come easy for you. That's one of the biggest compliments that you can get. Uh, this team has been like that in the past. Uh, when John Tortorella first came in here, that's the the image that they crafted. And then they got some more talented guys and they got away from it a little bit. And, <laughs> and now, um, you know, they're, they're back to it again. And, and they will get more talented guys as we go along here next year and the year after. But it, it's really, that's got to be the foundation. And they stayed to that. You know, we've talked a lot about the young guys. Uh, we've talked uh, a little bit about goaltending. One of the guys I want to talk about a little bit is a guy that's just been lighting it on fire for, for a huge stretch of this year now, and a guy that we've kind of been waiting to see him light it on fire. But Patty Laine, uh, uh, something has clicked, and, and I don't know from your perspective if, if it's like a system thing where he's just feeling really comfortable with the guys he's playing with uh, and with his coaching, or if it's just kind of his talent, his true talent coming out. But... That guy has been spectacular this season, which is what we've all been looking for. Yeah, I think it's everything, you know. I mean, if you go back to last year, it was terrible last year for him. He admits it was terrible. Uh, you know, he was traded for the first time in his NHL career. He came in during a pandemic. Um, you know, you could barely even be around your teammates. You couldn't right. go to dinner with them. You couldn't do anything. It was really weird. Really, really, really weird. And I don't care how talented you are. There's a lot of things that go into right. yeah. this day in and day out, right? So he came back with the... Uh, I don't want to say a better attitude this year, but he came back with the attitude of this is not going to be last year. That's not going to happen sure. again. And, you know, then he was going well, and then he got hurt. He was out for over a month. Yes. His father passed away. Yeah. I mean, he went through a lot of stuff this year, but then came back and just turned it on. So it's a talent, yeah. But it's also, he's obviously bought into what they're doing here, and, uh, you know, he and his teammates get along great. Yeah. <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're looking at me. Awkward laughs. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I like to let Chad talk every once in a while, but, you know, yeah, maybe we should have. He lets me out of the cage every now and then, Bob. Should have <laughs> should have just let you walk. So, Bobby, you're talking about it. We just have a short amount of time with you. So, here's what the fans really want to know. 20 games left on the season. So, then what's what's Bob McElligot getting ready to do? What's what's the offseason look like, especially especially those first, maybe that first month of the offseason? We were just told you put on a certain tie out of the garage. Are you a car guy? No. <laughs> no, it's beers. Oh, it's beers. Sorry, beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer guy, not a car guy. There you go. Okay. Those don't go together. Correct. Way, obviously. Drink responsibly, obviously. don't drink and drive. That's Thank right. Um, it's a great question. Uh, for years, I had the answer to that question because when my son was growing up, I would go tra uh, coach travel baseball in the summertime. Yes. So nice. that was the thing. But now he's in college and that's over. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> I remember, you're supposed to keep me in mind for your son's agent, right? Well, you're yes, that, about that, that is yeah. right. That is right. <laughs> but, you know, but, but the true answer is, you know, there'll, there'll be uh, things that go on in the office, and you're kind of on call during the summertime when they need you to do things. Come to a meeting. Um, 
You know, the one thing I'd like to do more is get invited to golf outings, but I know when they do call me that like eight other people said they couldn't play. I just know that's how it is. <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to lose a lot of balls and uh, I will drink beer. One, two, three, <laughs> four. I know we're doing this off season. All right, there you go. The Garage Beer is foursome. Bob McElligot joining us. I, I think that's, that's the plan. Jody and Jeff are like, listen, we're in a scramble, but you're just by yourself, Bob. <laughs> yeah, by I, yourself. I mean, uh, Jody can play. Uh, I haven't played with Jeff for a long time. I remember the last time I did, I thought he could play, he couldn't. <laughs> I'm kidding, Rimmer. I'm kidding. You're lucky we were. I know. He's we already had him in, so we won't even <laughs> yeah, tell him. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. won't even tell him you said that. Yeah, right, right, right. He'll find out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I need to do that a little bit more, though. I, I mean, live it up in your own life skill. It's a life skill. It is a life skill. It's true. That's what I tell my kids. It's a life skill. Learn to play it because you never know where you end up. Just because you play golf with somebody, right? and you'll most likely just kind of go broke like me when you play golf. <laughs> Look, and it's going to kill like six hours a day. Yeah, it's perfect. By the time you get up, get your stuff together, get there, play eighteen, eat afterwards, right. and come home, then you've got six hours. I love it. I love. Order of your day is shot. You don't even have to think. I think we're coming down the stretch. I think we do need to get the golf outing out. But listen, it's been awesome having you in. It's been nice to meet you in person. Thank you for coming out with us when you did back in January. And let's do it again sometime, okay? Great to have you guys here. I'm glad you could come to Nationwide Arena and hang out with us today. Bob Kelly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, back at it again. Garage Beers podcast at Nationwide Arena, taking over for the Blue Jackets, and we are so excited now to be joined by our next special guest. You know him now; he's on the broadcast side. But if you remember his playing days, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about those penalty minutes. Jody Shelley, uh, one of the greatest penalty minute men of all time, joining us here. Jody, thanks for taking a minute to come uh, thanks, and join sir. us. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to Nationwide Arena. Yeah, we're loving it. Yeah. Call the segment in the sin bin with Jody Shell. Oh, right now. Penalty minutes with Jody Shell. done that for sure. So, one thing we talked about when we had you on last time, uh, and we want to know if there's been any progress made on this. We talked about Enforcer Conference, the Enforcer Conference, where you guys were all like the convention, you guys were all going to get together. Yeah. uh, Because you guys actually turn out to be like the nicest people. (laughs) Have we made any progress on the Enforcer Convention? There's a lot of guys that are in broadcasting, so we get to see each other now that we're out and about. But, uh, 
No, we have not actually decided to get together, but when we do see each other, it's always a very respectful and exciting conversation. But we'll, we'll, we can continue that conversation for sure. I mean, it would be bigger than the Arnold Classic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if anything's that big, actually. Yeah, right, right. Can we get a statue of you flexing next to Arnold? Over that, would be ugly. That, that, would be that would be something you would not want to see. <laughs> so, Jody, after a couple of years of just kind of craziness, right, uh, you know, it, finally things are starting to feel like they're a little bit back to normal yeah. uh, you guys you're able to kind of get down around the team a little bit more uh, we see you down between between the benches yeah. down there uh, and you're actually able to, to get out and travel um, you know just uh, does it feel good just to have life getting back to normal a little bit well, yeah I think we're all in the same boat you know there, there's still um, there's still areas that's dragging and people are you know getting used to I think not showing up and doing things the way we're used to like you guys are doing right now this is yeah, great right. um, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the perks of this job is you get to travel with the team on the team plane, stay in the team hotel, uh, be around the players, kind of really get the the story that's happening behind the story. Um, so, yeah, Zoom was great. Being at home is nice. Um, but, but being able to be involved in the team, I think it's a real important aspect for our job. Um, and I know when we talk to guys that are in the studio, they all, they're always have that little bit of, you know, that they don't, there's a void there because right. yeah. it's, um, they don't get to go to the games. And the live action, what we watch every night, especially with this team with the Blue Jackets, and especially here at Nationwide Arena, you, can't, you cannot even come close to, to trying to make that happen without the fans, without sure. being around the team. So it's, um, it's been awesome to be back. It's, it's something we missed. And you know, I think the players enjoy it too, because they understand we tell their stories just like you guys, you guys do. So once you're face to face, it's completely different. Yeah, I mean, do you, now I noticed you were in the, um, you know, you're in the booth, but I noticed you've been in between the benches for a few games. Yeah. You've got to revel in that being a former player. You know what, it's awesome. I got a great mix because on the road, I'm upstairs mm -hmm. with Jeff, but at home, I'm between the benches and you forget how fast, how hard those guys compete, how much goes into every shift, the dialogue down there, the, the cursing. Emotion, yeah. You know, it's it's incredible. There's a little cursing, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> a little, little. You know, there, there's so much going on down there, and yeah, it's it's fun. I'm really lucky to be down there, standing pretty much on the ice for every game. Yeah, our thought process for this interview was that we were all going to smash into that little box with you. Yeah, we could have done that, that, but it's pretty you know, tight. Turns out we've got this beautiful we have office. We're in a line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jody. Uh, <laughs> so you know, one of the common things that we've talked about with this team is is there's just this aura here of positivity in this yeah. building. And I don't know that anybody saw it coming, right? Uh, they made some moves in the offseason. You lost some fan favorite type players. You lost some really talented players. Mm -hmm. You brought in some talented players. And there's this youth movement that everybody's talking about. But everybody that comes in here is, is positive. And, and, and I think it's primarily based on the fact that even though they're probably going to wind up on the outside of the playoffs looking in, they're still way better and way farther ahead than anybody anticipated. So... You know, has that just made coming to the arena and, and, and being with the team just more fun? You know what it is? This team and organization, and when you take when you look at Brad Larson, you know, he was here for seven years as an assistant coach. So he understands the city. He understands how this team is supposed to play, and they're supposed to be hard to play against. He's got the players to do that. And you're right, we are surprised. But you have guys like Warensky, you have Peak stepping up, you have great goaltending, uh, and then you've got guys like Cole Sillinger, Boone Jenner, Sean Corrali. Bjorkstrand, the whole group understands their role within the team. And I think there are still teams right now at this point in the season that 
they're not sure what they are. Yeah. And that's one sure. thing that you can rely on with this group is that they're going to try to be annoying. They won't go away. <laughs> they're going to give it their all every game and every shift. And that's what, as a fan and as someone who watches this team and our fans, you sit there and appreciate what they're doing. So that's where you get the positivity, you know, because you're proud of the team. You're proud of the effort. It's not always the outcome, but, and, and that is not just a soft way to say it. That's exactly what's happening here. And they're going to add more. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but trade deadline here. It's been quiet. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's what that's what we were hearing before. Usually quiet around the trade deadline. Yeah, and something's in the works. I would be lying if I said I wasn't trying to peek into Yarmo's blinds. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, but that's why we get along with the Blue Jackets so well. That's though. why you're in the office. That's why. That's why we get along so well. And hurt. He said he said they're annoying and they won't go away. Oh, here we are. It's like great. You got to be if you want to be successful, right? <laughs> now we only have a short time with you, Jody. So I I do want to ask you a little bit more about you. You know. Some things on the horizon for you. You know, you've been, I've heard in other interviews that you kind of are interested in maybe the national uh, yeah. level a little bit. You've been getting some hits. Is mm -hmm. there anything on the horizon for you coming as yeah. far as that goes? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm doing NHL Network. I do that whenever I can. I go in there. And, and that, those guys do a great job with that show. It's our source for, for hockey around the league, and they do an outstanding job. And you appreciate it even more once you get in there and see the effort. Uh, but hopefully with... Uh, with the end of the season here, pick up a couple uh, national playoff series. So that's what I'm looking forward to trying again. Well, you know what? You're here. We love the fact that you're here. We love that you're a part of the Blue Jackets, and we love that you're a friend of the podcast. Jody Shelley, thank you so much for joining us Thanks here. Thanks for having Goodbye. me, guys. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, and we are back. Garage beers, and finally it has happened. The beers are a-flowing. The Garage Beers podcast and the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets, an amazing day they have treated us to so far. And, and then we're going to see the Blue Jackets kick the living snot out of the St. Louis Blues tonight. Right now we are joined by one of our very favorite people, somebody that's been a friend of ours online for a while, and now we finally get to have her on. She's the Chief Marketing Officer of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Catherine Dobbs, or as we affectionately call her, Dobbsy. Dobsy, it's First good to have you on. that nickname. I'm so proud. I'm First so proud. one? Yeah. No, you're yeah. not. Seriously. I mean, every good hockey nickname ends with an Y or E or something. Or ER. Like, it was, yeah. either, it was either Dobsy or Dobser when I was when yeah. I was. Well, uh, Dobbers, see? Dobbers. Dobbers. But, okay. you know. I feel like you connected the dots on the Dobbsy. I feel like Dobbsy because for some reason Chad goes into like a Boston accent oh. all the time. So he's like, yeah, Dobbsy? Do <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Bob, we talked to Bob McGillig. I was like, Bob? Hey, Bob. Okay, so you need me. Yeah, we need you. Yeah, we need 100%. you. So, Kath, first of all, yeah. I love the first thing that happened, for those of you that are going to watch this, the first thing that happened, and, and you've seen some of our other interviews that we've done, but the first thing that happened, we walked in here and the beers just came in. Well, you know, we had a conversation several months ago about the possibility of me having an opportunity to come on your podcast. And what is it I said? I said, I'm not doing it until we can have a beer when we do it. So cheers. Here we are. We're not going to say what it is, but it's a delicious Canadian beer. Oh, it's the only way to go. Only for, way to go. for our friend, Miss Duff. So, so Chief Marketing Officer, we're going to get into that a little bit. But you did tell us, and I'm interested to hear, you told us she had the process of you coming to the Blue Jackets. 
Again, like you told us, a day one, day one fan here. Day one fan. The process of you coming to the Blue Jackets, it took a long time for you to get here, but it's something you thought about for a long time. So what's what's the story there? I did, and, and usually the question is, how'd you get here? And I say, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your guess is as yeah, good as mine. Right? <laughs> so uh, this is actually the second time I've lived in Ohio. The first time I moved here was in 2000, fresh out of college. Um, how does one move to Ohio from Georgia via Canada? Oh. A boy. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. See? Mm. So made my way. The boys are the worst. Yeah, made my way Hope to I Ohio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that happened to be the inauguration of the Blue Jackets. And so when I moved here and the team was coming to town, I was like, you know, typical Northern Ontario girl, grew up loving hockey, but really didn't have an affinity for um, an NHL team because I spent so much time in the ranks with my brothers playing and everyone else playing. Love junior hockey to this day. My very favorite thing, and everyone around here will tell you, is the World Juniors. That is my favorite time of year. Love it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this team. And so I uh, hopped on board, and my brother, uh, who lives in Waterloo, Ontario, would come down, and we started coming to games in the first season, and we could not get over the experience. We could not get over the fans here. Um, I wasn't really familiar with Ohio before I came here, but uh, it doesn't take long to figure out that this state is all about sports. Oh, and so for them to bring a professional hockey team here and to see that and to be part of that. And so we just had so much fun. And so we were on the bandwagon right away, right away. So, so yeah, so I followed several years and at the time I was working for the YMCA and uh, loving every bit of um, what I did, raising money to help kids, youth programs, and thinking how, man, I don't know why the YMCA and the Blue Jackets don't work together to bring more hockey in the community. And then I just happened to learn one day that the Blue Jackets had a foundation. So 2005, um, following along and recognizing that this was actually something you could do for a living, I thought, man, you can marry my favorite things, my favorite hockey team, right? And uh, and youth work and so um, I went online I filled up the little, little survey <laughs> online in case the job ever opened up and uh, and that was sort of it for a while and I happened to to leave didn't work out for said, for said boy oh right so me and the dog moved to Virginia Beach and uh, but I followed followed the team on the set with the Sunrise package for years ended up in New York and was out in New York and um, was getting ready for another move with the Y and someone called me, a friend of mine worked for YUSA in Chicago. He called me up, um, he was a Blackhawks fan. He called mm -hmm. me up, he goes, you're a Blue Jackets fan. The Columbus Y needs a chief development officer. And I said, I'm a Blue Jackets fan. That was my response. This makes yeah. sense. Yeah, this, is, like, this makes sense. So I, I flew out here to meet with them and they knew, the, uh, the folks at the Y knew how much I love the Blue Jackets. So took me to a game. Actually, we were on the front page the next day and one of the shots in the dispatch. It was like, everything sort of aligned. And so they pushed and pushed, like, you gotta come to Columbus. You, you love Columbus, you love the Blue Jackets. You gotta come and work for our Y. And so I was thinking, what do I do at that point? Um, I had a daughter to think about and it was just her and I. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And I started getting calls from different places. And then I was uh, at home. At the time I was living in a YMCA resident camp. So 6,000 acre camp in the Catskills, in a cabin, no cell service, no nothing, right? The Canadian goes there. Blair Witch Project. Yeah, Blair Witch. So oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I loved every second of it. But it's, you know, not, not the easiest place to be in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
And so, but I'm at home. I'm at home. I'm being the bears all day long. I was like, but aren't you used to I mean, you yeah. said you're from a town from 200 people. Well, and that's how I got that job. Is a consultant called me and he goes, hey, there's a line in the middle of nowhere. You're the only person I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds, oh I'm in. I go, that sounds amazing. Are there moose? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, we'll give, they'll give you a cabin. You're good to go. And I loved every second of being there. But then it was time. So trying to figure out what I'm going to do. My phone rings. My landline rings. And I pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, this is Curtis McElhane from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm. Yeah. I played it cool. I, I did this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how'd you get this like, number? Hey. <laughs> I'm thinking, hi, 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 Curtis. Yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking, why is this guy calling me? He said, um, my he said, uh, my wife and I are members of the local YMCA and we understand that you're interviewing. I said, Yes, I am. He said, Well, I I want you to know we think you'd be a great addition to our community. Wow. Words I'll never forget. I was like, wow. He's like, uh, you know, the next time you come to Columbus, you want to tour the arena, give me a call. We'd be happy to show you around. Right? Wow. Yeah. So hung up the phone, called the CEO uh, of the Y at the time. He answered. I said, well played. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, that's the best recruiting strategy ever, right? They took me to a game, so here they are wooing me with the Blue Jackets. Um, and so what Curtis doesn't know to this day, unless he listens to this podcast now, Hey, hey Curtis. What's up, Curtis? I DM'd you. Hey. Come on the show. <laughs> um, I accepted the job 30 minutes before he called. And so uh, to this day, I'm so thankful <laughs> because I was like, could you imagine if that's what convinced me? Like, so hey, Or if you'd have been like, you know what? Yeah, no. Right. So when I start Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I came out, uh, started the, the job here and uh, it was my first week in town, and the Blue Jackets were looking for proposals for the All-Star Project. And so I called up the executive director of the foundation at the time, Jen, and I was like, hey, you don't know me. I'm new in town. I know it's a small town, but you know, you need to help grow youth hockey in this community, and I can help you do it. I'd love to come talk to you. She goes, great, when? I go, how about now? She goes, okay. So I, so I literally... Got it. Walked out of my office from the downtown Y and, and grabbed a gal, uh, the annual giving director I work with. And we walked down here and actually the, the office is right across the hall there. I went in and I gave what was like my 12 year speech, right? For all these years. It's I the thought, building. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, so I go in like, you guys can do this and we can do this. And no one does youth development better than the Y and we're going to get sticks in hands and it's going to be great. And so the long and the short of that is she said, sure. Let's do something. Couldn't wasn't going to be the All Star Project. They had something else in mind, but um, we started a program called Skills and Drills. When I left the arena that day, I walked out front. I looked at this gal I worked with, Lena, and I stopped and I said, "I think I lived my dream today." Oh, nice. like, like really, I really thought that was my moment. You know, I was like, "This, this is amazing." And so that was uh, beginning of April, and then in June we came back. We started a partnership with PNC called Time Out to Read. Nice. Childcare centers. We were just. It was just amazing. And then in July, I was, I was in my office and I got a call from Kathy Little from Worthington Industries. She was the, uh, she is the still the board chair for the foundation. And, and she said, she told this story when I got my promotion to CML. Um, and it's funny that she remembers it the same way I do. Because she said, <laughs> she goes, this is Kathy Little from Worthington Industries. I'm not sure if you know who I am. And I'm thinking, of course I know. That's my job. I work in philanthropy. I know who you are. You guys do amazing things. Um, and she said, uh, you 
when Jen is going to be leaving the Blue Jackets Foundation, and your name came up, and she said, I wondered if you'd be interested in having a conversation. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I said nothing. Oh, really? Not very often I'm speechless. Ooh. I said nothing. She goes, hello? <laughs> and I, and, and I'm busy. The, and the next phrase out of my mouth, I said, and odd, right? I can sit here and tell you everything I said in these conversations, but I said, uh, I said the only thing I would ever leave the YMCA for is this job at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wow. And she goes, well, I think we should have a conversation. And so that was summer. It, it took quite a while. Um, and actually, uh, the second intermission of the New Year's Eve game, um, we finalized uh, my employment here, which was meaningful to me because when I left here and, and moved to Virginia and the subsequent years, I would always go home to Canada for Christmas, and I always came back through Columbus and caught every New Year's Eve game that I could. Oh, that's, that's so cool. So there I was, New Year's Eve, thinking, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, are you kidding me? Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was it was pretty special. Um, it comes up with people that have known me. I actually had lunch with someone a couple weeks ago that I worked with in my first Y job, and he said to me, he goes, how did this how did this happen? Right? <laughs> he goes, I remember. He's like, I remember when you said how did someday, this right? Like someday. And of course, Hi, I Mrs. McAlee, is Curtis there? Don't worry about who it is. Hang on, still like, I don't know. So I don't know, but I should say thanks somebody. So yeah. And now here she is. CMO. Office, big time office, right down the hall. We saw it. Yeah, they keep they keep letting me do stuff. And couple the, the bottles in these offices. Impressive. Listen, Impressive. When, you, when you have a conference table in your own office, you know you've made it big. See, there. I thought it was when I had a television and I could put hockey on all day. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I was doing my job. Right. That, that was the one for me where I was like, I'm just working. I'm just not. <laughs> working, you know? So you, <laughs> like you brought, I live here. <laughs> you brought up Canada a little bit. Yeah. So we would be remiss if you are a Blue Jackets fan and you're watching this. Of course you know Catherine here. Uh, I'd be remiss to not ask about everybody's favorites, your parents. Yeah, my mum. Mum, specifically mum. And then Walt and WC's Kitchen. Yeah, they they are just the very best. Um, you know, they grew up as the supportive hockey parents. Uh, my mother was the one in the arena. Um, she was the woman. Oh, you'll love this. I can't she wait. She was the one with the bell. <laughs> she was the woman? The, the bell. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, ringing the bell. No, kidding. Oh, the cow bell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my brother. Oh. She's, oh, she's ringing her bell. The worst part is that every once in a while, the little no, dinger inside would come out and go flying. <laughs> and I would be like this. She'd be like, go get it. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to. I want to. Yeah. Mom can cuss the kid again today. And then she was also the one that would be like telling my brother, Matt, like, don't swear, honey. Don't swear. Don't swear, honey. Don't get in a fight. Don't get in a fight. And I'm like, Come on, so, you're embarrassing yeah. me. Yeah, so now fast I swear, forward. We're Canadian. Right? So the, the joke in my family is they all hope someone would make it to the NHL. They just didn't think it would be me. There you are. Right? And so now my mom is just as supportive. We know this. Yes. Nice. So um, the fireball she got on to right away, that was not a problem. Okay? It's <laughs> a, a liquid big red. Alcoholic big red. But I'm, I'm not going to lie, the fun did took her a minute. Because <laughs> she oh, was like, what? I was like, no, mom, I'm. Now she appreciates a pregame ritual and a commitment. So like when sure. I tell my mom, like, hey, I said I was gonna do this and if we won, as a matter of fact, I think that preseason game was the St. Louis game. Okay. And I put that tweet out, right? And I was like, if we win, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to this. And so, and then of course it kind of took off and we were having fun with it. And I was like, hey mom, you like this art fireball? And she's like, what? Mom dip? She's like, I'm not even, I'm like, mom? She's like, I'm not doing it. And then, and then the next day we have a game. Next day we have a game. And she's like, of course. Okay, I'm on my <laughs> but that tells you what my family's like. Like when we right. are in, like we're in. There's sure. like it doesn't matter if you like it. It matters if you think you're doing the right thing and making a commitment and not no questions. You just do your part. So So speaking of funded, speaking of funded, oh, real quick, I gotta speak on funded for a minute. Okay, do it. As your job. Do it. Yeah. I'm doing it. You're aggressive. I'm doing you it. You looked at me very aggressive. Just so shut your mouth. I'm talking about fun dip. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't make both just drink with the same look on our face. Pour, pour, there's gonna be so much <laughs> beer on and Marcus. I really want to talk about Fundit too, so let's I do want it. to talk about Fundit okay. for a minute so because, in your job, mm -hmm. the way that just happened mm -hmm. and like it just turned into Fundip every, yeah. everywhere, it's Fundip. Yeah. You being a chief marketing officer, it's a little embarrassing. Why? Or is it, is it embarrassing or is it like the coolest thing ever that it just exploded well, like that? Well, it's amazing, right? It's such a great example. Um, I also think it's representative of, listen, it's a tough world out there, right? <laughs> it's a tough world out there. And we all need a little something, right? A little something. And so when something like this comes along that you can just sort of put everything else aside and jump in, why wouldn't you want to be part of that? Fair. Totally agree. And... I think people recognize, like, you know what? That's that's fun. Let's do that. And then they share, and then everyone laughs about it. And then it, you know, and then now my mother's like the queen of fun. Doing <laughs> <laughs> recipes. Um, recipes. But yeah. So it, it, the, the embarrassing part, I think, is the part where, like, you know, I believe very much I'm a fan first. Yeah. Um, and that's a fine sure. line. And I, you know, I can sit in meetings here, and sometimes I will start a conversation with, understanding that I'm a fan first, right? As we, you know, um, navigate conversations. But so, you know, that was the fan side of me. And then all of a sudden it sort of creeps into the other, you know, side of, of what you do. And I thought, but of course everyone's happy about it. Like if, if you can talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, and talk about fun. I mean, come on. Right. 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 That's, that's what we want. We're, You've we're taken over the hashtag. Right. Yeah. Well, listen. I think we've been good for the fundet market share for our campaign. I would say so. I can't Things imagine. Are happening. Things are I, happening. I hadn't had fun dip. I can't even tell you the last time I had fun dip. I, I, I've had it. Yeah. I was a kid, and then I came here in January when I met you. I had my son. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he just came down off the sugar high. And he still talks about fun dip to this day. We had to go, you know what we had to do? We had to go find like, he still has a whole bunch of the fun dip from here. We had to go find like healthy varieties of fun dip. I know. Cause all he does, yeah, they have like fruit fun dip. The only other variety I have um, that some of our amazing fans brought me is the Bob Ross version. Did you know that's a thing? I'm interested in that. I'm interested in a lonely little fun dip. Happy little dipstick. Happy little dipstick. That's what we've called Chad for years. Happy little dipstick. Unreal, right? Unreal. Yeah. Well, so that's your one. Ferrera's like, you know what really sounds really nice? Ferrera Ice at Nationwide Arena. Like that's ideas. He's an idea man. Marketing. That's marketing 101. Write them a check. Idea man. Yeah. So so listen before we let you go because it is a game night and I'm sure you have things to do and. 
sharing a beer with you has been great. Quality control. Uh, so yeah. what are we looking forward to? What, what kind of things for the Blue Jackets? I mean, you guys do this thing, this funded thing. In this, it, it just all coincided so well. It was freakishly weird how that coincided. The, the fun of the team on the ice, who, well, that's all we've talked about today, is how they've exceeded the expectations that people have put ahead. Mm -hmm. And then you guys match this fun dip thing, it's this whole fun environment, this fun thing. So how do you, how do you top it? What comes next for the Blue Jackets? Oh, see, this is where you're supposed to bring Marcus on, because he's the keeper mm. of the pathways. Mm. He's I the gatekeeper. Say, Marcus is the gatekeeper. I will say. Marcus! Yeah. She's the key master. Oh. <laughs> he's, the, he's the gatekeeper. Yeah, right. I am Gozer. Yeah. something like this some of it depends on the fans some of it depends right I mean to the extent that we all continue to have fun with it we've got a few things up our sleeve um, so stay tuned uh, on that but um, we'll see I think uh, one of my favorite things right now is is really just watching what some of our creative um, deafblind folks are doing out there and and also my parents who send me a video just about every game day and they're like, hey, can you post this? Or <laughs> can you post this? It yet? hasn't. Um, that, <laughs> the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I think I was in a meeting when I got that and they're like, um, can you trim this up for us? I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to watch it. What? Well, they, you know, they're not put it out there. There was a little extra time in WC's kitchen. And, you know, can you go stick this in After Effects? Listen, yeah. we, we, got, we, we gave you about 56 minutes of B-roll on here. Yeah, I'm like, uh, let me work with the production team, see what we can do for I you. I love it. Catherine, not now! It's <laughs> <laughs> the hashtag for today. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, this year's been awesome. Oh, go I ahead. have a question okay. I gotta end with. Yeah. You do all this work for public, for, for the public, and, and, and you know, done foundations, the YMCA, charities. But yet you came in here and were wondering whether you should tweet this stuff out and be more active on your Twitter account? Yeah, it's, I think with some of that stuff, you get used to, you get used to being the voice of the organization, right? Okay, and you think sure. about that 24-7, yeah. right? And and listen, I, I sit here today as a Blue Jacket. I can call myself sure. whatever I want. I can call myself a fan, but you sit here as a Blue Jacket. Sure. So when you think about those things and... You know, you want to always put that first, and so then when you start, that that's the part that's a little embarrassing to me at some point, right? Where it's like, well, really, you know, I'm here for the team, and then it's like, but but that's when that's when your worlds collide. And the yeah. fun part for me has been, you know, I really have stepped out in a different way since I started doing this. I've met so many more right. uh, fans and and people who who love everything about this place the same way that we do. So. Um, it's been very rewarding, sure. but it, it is definitely a, a different journey and, a, and a, a different path than I've been used to, I think. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I just couldn't believe it when I heard it because I was like, you do so much amazing stuff. Everybody should know about it. So that's awesome. I, 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 yeah. you, you, you're, right, it's great fun. you're amazing. Ditto. Great. You and mom. I see. Hey, mom, we see you. Apple doesn't fall, fall apart, right? <laughs> mom. Well, listen, fun dips tonight. Lots of fun dips, lots of goal horns. That's what we're looking for, but... Uh, uh, from all of us, for Chad, Joey, uh, behind the scenes, Joey back there. Hey, Joey. Uh, hey, Joe. He's back there. Uh, just having us here has been awesome. Thank you for letting us come and do this. Thank you for the support that you guys Thank have you. given us. Uh, I mean, some nights if it wasn't for your videos. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that's what like, we'd do. I like a pep talk when I need one. There we go, see? Right? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it shows a little bit much. So, anyways, we appreciate okay. it. Catherine Dobbs. 
Chief Marketing Officer of the Blue Jackets. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll do this again officially in the garage. Cheers. Cheers. I fixed my beer a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs>